Welcome to my podcast, Perspectives from a Pomegranate. I'm your host, Lisa Brooks. In my podcast, I'll be sharing experiences with type 1 diabetes, food allergies, navigating healthcare, travel, and life. I'm sharing in the hope of inspiring you to become unstoppable too. So buckle in, it's sure to be a wild ride. Tonight I was listening to the final home and school club meeting of the year and I had so many mixed emotions and I'm still having a lot of thoughts and emotions after the meeting. And I've been trying to process them and I think they might be insightful for other parents. I think, first of all, I am so grateful to those parents who have the time or carve out the time to volunteer and to go above and beyond for the school and for the student body as a whole. They really have, at least at our school, created a lot of amazing opportunities for our kids to try new things and experience new things. And they've tried to build a strong sense of community. And for all of that, I'm incredibly grateful. I think when I listen to all the kudos and all the appreciation for all those parents, I start to feel guilty. And I think, gosh, like, why can't I find time to do this? Why can't I dedicate time to this? Why didn't I give more? Why, 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 why? And I start to feel badly about myself. And then I start to remember my situation, which is I'm a single parent to a child with very complex medical needs and my own health issues. And there are lots of days where I'm barely getting through the day. It's a struggle to brush my teeth or take a shower or change my son's medical devices. And I just don't have the bandwidth to take on extra. I think anytime, at least for me, when I had a child, I envisioned myself somehow miraculously having a career and being the president of the home and school club and being that parent that was involved in everything. I think there's some grief and loss that happens when things don't go as planned or expected and there are things that happen that are out of your control. And I think there's also this thing where I feel like other parents don't get it. Maybe they look at me and they think, she doesn't do very much. She doesn't help very much. She's not very involved. We certainly have to make some accommodations to include her child. And I sit and I wonder about whether or not they judge me. Then I try to remind myself that people don't know what it's like to be in my shoes. And really, we can never really know what it's like to be in someone else's shoes, I try really hard to understand other people's perspectives, but I think unless you are a parent of a child with complex medical or other special needs, it's sometimes hard to understand. There are a couple of things that stand out. One is that at the beginning of every school year, I know there's lots of things going on thinking about what school supplies does my child need and what outfit is my child going to wear to the first day of school. What I'm thinking about is, have I packed enough emergency supply bins for every classroom? Have we thought about 
what the emergency protocols are going to be. Have I trained all the staff that are going to be caring for my child? And then I'm trying to find the right outfit and make the first day of school sign and cram in a photo and all of that. But there's a whole layer of other things going on behind the scenes that most people don't see and most people don't understand. Then there's things like Halloween, for example. My son had very severe food allergies to dairy, egg, cashew, pistachio, and pink peppercorn, allergies that were to the touch. But I wanted him to have as normal of an experience as possible. So I think it might have been the year that he turned two. I came up with this idea. I'm sure I saw it in a food allergy support group or somewhere else, and I ran with it. And what I did is I pre-populated our neighborhood with trinkets and safe toys. I went door to door in advance of Halloween with a little note that said what my child was going to be dressed up as, explained that he had food allergies, and if they would be willing to give him the item that I was providing. And I did that for probably six or seven years until my son got tired of trick-or-treating and The last time he trick-or-treated, we had actually completed desensitization to all of his food allergies, so he was just able to go out and trick-or-treat, which was the most amazing experience for him, but also for me, because so much prep work went into Halloween every year, trying to figure out what toys and what trinkets he was into and how to pre-populate the neighborhood and then how to only go to homes where I had pre-planned. When he was little, he had no idea that I had pre-planned. And so I would just steer him to the homes where people were willing to participate and to help. So what looks like maybe a normal night out with your kids of finding a costume and going out and having some fun with friends for a parent of a child with food allergies or a variety of other health issues, perhaps, including sensory issues or impulse control issues, can be really challenging. I think, you know, not only was making sure that there were safe options for my son to pick up at the various homes, Oftentimes, other families would want to get together and have pizza ahead of time. But my son had a dairy allergy. And in the early days, I had to worry about whether or not somebody else who had eaten dairy might touch my son. So those events and those activities were not as carefree and fun for me as a special needs parent as they might be for other people. And I think it's hard to understand that perspective and it's hard to comprehend it if you don't live it. But hopefully sharing some of this and sharing some of my thoughts about wishing I had the bandwidth to do more, wishing that I had been able to participate more, do more, give more, and the grief and the loss and the grief for that sort of normal idyllic childhood that I wanted for my son is really painful And I hope that by sharing this, I've given some people whose children are perhaps less complex and have an easier time with activities like Halloween and trick-or-treating or school parties or birthday parties or anything else. Hopefully I've given those parents some insight into what other parents might be going through. 
Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and be sure to subscribe.